0: Hey, Barry. Yeah? Are you American? No, I'm from California. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? My name is Barry.
1: And this is Colby.
0: And this is Who Watches (laughs) This. (laughs) Music. (laughs) What's going on, guys? We are on the second week Yep. Of our flop movie month,
1: right? Great movies that did poorly,
0: right? Whether it's like marketing, or just not enough expo. Like, well, I guess that's marketing, not enough exposure, <laughs> uh, or just poor timing. Yeah, you know, just like last week's was it just it came out way too close to Six Sense, and of course that swept the entire world. Right. Yep. With one of the most quoted I and, and things after ever. After
1: watching this, I I had to look and like see what it was up against and what the problem was because finishing this movie, I was like, how was this not the biggest grossing movie of the year? This movie is <laughs> is is rock solid. I, I yeah, and you know, I also
0: didn't remember how long ago this movie was. Mm. It was 2014, right? It's six years. It's been six years, and it's still
1: like visually a great movie. Right? Oh yeah, definitely holds the test of time.
0: And and like this, like the the storytelling was just as good. I, right? Because I haven't seen this since it came out in theater. So like it's been six years, and I still, I, I guess I didn't remember as much or anything like that. But it was still an enjoyable rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, because we haven't said anything about it, <laughs> besides of how, how much we love it, apparently, is we watched 2014's Edge of Tomorrow starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt.
1: Right. Which was, uh, which was tagged as
0: live, live, Die, Repeat. Which was probably one of the bigger issues because when it first initially was on TV and like ads, it was Edge of Tomorrow.
1: So looking into it, it actually had a third name oh. uh, because the original story was, uh, they were going to name it after the original story. And so like the very early, I guess the very early trailers had the, that name. And then they thought that's not, that name's not sci-fi enough. So let's, let's switch it up. Well, what uh, was it was,
0: it was, was, oh, the original source material for this movie was a, a I believe, a, either a Japanese manga or a light novel. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I definitely think that wouldn't have gone well with American audiences. <laughs> but a, a, as a Jap- <laughs> as a Japanese title, it totally would have been fine. Right. Right. Because, yeah. but then I guess it doesn't pertain to really what's happening into the movie.
1: I it does because. Like at the end of every day, you gotta die, or kill.
0: Well, then it would be like it should be like all you need is death,
1: right? right. But Edge of Tomorrow, but, I feel like, is more of a American title, right? Because, yeah. yeah, and and I and I guess they they went for it because it was it they were pushing the sci fi aspect of it more, and they thought felt like that was gonna capture that that sci fi audience.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess uh, you know Stephen King already took the Langoliers, so. <laughs> right. If you guys have never seen the Langoliers, it is a movie about these dimensional creatures that eat the day away. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so and then like so they went for Edge of Tomorrow after changing it from All You Need Is Kill, and then for some reason someone in the marketing department was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three weeks before release, we have to just change it to "Live, Die, Repeat." Yeah, which doesn't really sound like a title. It sounds more like a tagline.
1: Right, right,
0: right. And then so I think a lot of the issues with the marketing was "Live, Die, Repeat" was a, in way bigger font than right. "Edge of Tomorrow." <laughs> and like you said, like I think when I brought this movie up, you're like, "Oh yeah." Or like, can you explain what you thought uh, about it when this movie came out with the marketing?
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see this in in theaters because I didn't realize that Edge of Tomorrow and Live, Die, Repeat were different or were the same movie. I thought it was two. And I was like, Tom Cruise is in two movies that look very similar and they're coming out at the, like the same summer. That that's. Yeah, see, it's a. <laughs> Yeah, see, and so I think this is like where the
0: importance of marketing comes in. Because if you. So, so much. Yeah, if you switch up names or you. Like, if you take away portions of the title, everyone gets confused. Because, uh, like, so uh, I remember reading an article where uh, Kevin Smith's movie with Seth Rogen, uh, Zack and Mir Make a Porno, mm. was a huge flop as well. Uh, But one of the reasons it flopped is, in some states, they took out the title of Make-A-Porno. So it was just Zack and Mary.
1: Oh, right. And that says nothing.
0: Exactly. What's (laughs) what's this movie about? Oh, my God. Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But, like, you know, when you throw in the Make-A-Porno, it's like, okay, that's going to be... It's a comedy. It's... So, I mean, yeah. So, definitely, I think sometimes the studios... Shoot themselves in the foot because they get scared. Right. Uh, I think also one of the biggest issues today is that there's like everyone wants to go through test audience.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. I,
0: and I think they implemented that system like in the mid 90s.
1: They did, because I remember not knowing what that was and then getting invited to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' first movie. Mm. And and after like it was like three months before it was supposed to come out. Yeah. And they actually had us do like a whole survey survey on it. Uh, Like, do we understand it? Did we enjoy it? Favorite characters, memorable things about it, things we didn't like. Um, And it seemed different when it when I it actually came out and I saw it again. I, I can't think. Of anything specific, I can't be like, oh, there was this part with Shredder that they cut, you yeah. know, nothing. But it was it was different, and I don't know if like the mu- the music had changed, or if they the had edit- just done yeah. a little bit of editing just to, for time or something. But I remember, I remember thinking that when I saw it, I was like, this is a little bit different than the last movie I saw. And see, that's a problem
0: because when you have test audience, right? The issue with test audience or the way that studios get test audience is that they don't get people that are going to watch this movie initially.
1: Right. Like, you know, you, well, they got me on Turtles, and I was like, "This movie is perfect. Leave it exactly how it is." Cause well, also you
0: like this yeah. is the best. I think also at the time you owned a comic book shop. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about." But when you get someone that's like fifty five and like and super serious, and you have him come to a Seth Rogen movie, right? He's gonna be like, "Oh, what's this trash? This is tr-, you know." And so, at least when studio, at least what studio should do is that when they. Ha- ask for a test audience, they get the target age range for that movie
1: that would make so much more sense
0: yeah instead of just you know grabbing a random Susan and a
1: <laughs> yeah
0: oh that but yeah we we should get to the movie because mm, yes, Susan. so if you guys have never seen this movie or ever heard about it 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 is nothing really too new, but they put a twist on an old theme
1: right. And yeah. they they did it fantastically.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. When when I watched this, it kind of reminded me of a game. Like, it's uh, from PlayStation 2. It's called Resistance, where, so like, one of the soldiers gets a little bit of the alien DNA in them. Mm. Spoiler alert. Not really. Uh, and it, it kind of goes through that, but then it, they add in a little bit of ground, Groundhog's Day. Okay. Actually, not a little bit. It's a whole... Like, no, this movie is a whole lot. <laughs> it, right. But, like, in in the video game, it's just, like... The video game is just all about like the main character getting some alien DNA, and then them using him to fight off this horde of aliens. Right. Yeah. This one, it's a little. It's more Groundhog Day with a little bit of that video game in it. Yeah. Uh, Kobe. So before we actually get to like the over overall plot of the film, before Groundhog's Day, was there any? Do you remember any other movie doing that? sort of genre
1: I felt like there was other things that did it but nothing nothing to that extent that Mm -hmm. Groundhog's Day did that really like took advantage of it of it um I, I I feel like there was other things yeah but it's almost like it's like long enough ago that I don't I don't know if it was before or after. <laughs> right? I mean, like
0: you know, Groundhog's Day and Bill Murray. It's a, it's pretty much the standard for this type of film now. Yeah, um, but this one it does it with more of the sci-fi twist in it, which makes it more enjoyable. There's like it's like a sci-fi action movie, right? A little bit of comedy in there, and you know, uh, I, I like when I first watched it, I I, I remember thinking how. Tom Cruise had pretty good comedic timing mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> when he does, like, when he goes through the repeats, uh, repeated days. Yeah. Right? And, it, I mean, he's not going to be overall, like, he's not going to be, uh, like, you know, uh, like a comedian.
1: Right. This is not, like, ha-ha funny. But, yeah. like, he, he sarcastically <laughs> quips on things because they have repeated. And it just... It just... <laughs> Yeah, it's a like a dark humor. like a
0: Yeah, it's a dark humor. Uh So, I guess we'll get into the start, or the plot of the film. Uh, we start with a whole bunch of news feeds, some like, news fi- footage of the war that's going on. At first, it starts off as a comet that crashes onto Earth, and then aliens pop out of it. Yep. It's like that egg salad in the gas station. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> know, yeah, and, and one of the one of the people that's doing the coverage on the news is Tom Cruise, who who only became who only went into the military because his advertisement firm had crumbled.
1: Right. And so like, yeah, so he goes in with a degree. So he comes like almost starts off as an officer. He's not seen any kind of like wartime or yeah. any battle or anything. He is totally like a, a face.
0: Yeah, he's he's pretty much like a communications officer, yeah, or like a marketing, you know, just marketing the war, hopefully to get more recruits to fight these battles. And so, for some odd reason, he when he gets to, I believe, London, he all of a sudden is thrown into the front lines. Right. And of course, he's like, "No, I'm, no, man, I'm just the." It's,
1: it's kind of like they're like, "We need you to sell this." from the front line oh, and then he's okay. like no I don't want I don't want any kind of battle time I <laughs> and then he kind of half blackmails the or threatens to blackmail the yeah
0: the general the
1: general <laughs> and so then yeah the general unappreciative of being blackmailed yeah just basically is like well we're now we're we're bumping you back down to private and we're sticking you <laughs> front front spearhead front line right <laughs> and like one of the
0: issues is that this general is a complete asshole throughout the whole film yeah like, like even even like towards the later end of the film where he he's able to like undoubtedly let you know that i know i've repeated this day how many times right and, and still he's like oh all you're doing is parlor tricks Ha <laughs> yeah. ha. yeah yeah um <laughs> But all of a sudden, he gets he gets tasered. And then when he wakes up, he's on this pile of baggage. Handcuffed. Handcuffed. Uh, he's still in his officer uniform, but without any of, like... The, yeah, a the, stripped. A stri- yeah, he's stripped. So uh, this is sort of, like, where our checkpoint of the movie is going to be for a good while. Uh, f- so for the first day, he, he, he's freaked out. He... He he he's never been in battle, right? Uh, he's introduced to his squad, but they're all like, they all hate him,
1: right? And he like his sergeant. His sergeant is basically the only one that kind of knows what happened, but he just is basically like, you're a deserter, and so we're throwing you front line, kind of.
0: Yeah, he's like, we just need more bodies on the field. Yep, and you know and this is what you're going to do. This is your squad. This is where you're going to be. So, of course, like as you can picture it in your mind, he's completely freaked out. He only has one day to prepare for to be on the front lines. Right. Which he is ill equipped to be on the front. He doesn't <laughs> even know how to take the safety off of his <laughs> machine gun hand.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, forgot to, to forgot to explain that like all of the soldiers here are are now they all have exoskeleton suits that like help them move faster pretty uh, much carry the
1: weapons. It's a little mm-hmm. bit like the eh, a light version of like the Matrix mech suits.
0: Yeah. Uh so <laughs> uh so they're in the plane um uh, and they're all getting ready to drop.
1: Yeah. It's but- yeah it's basically like ripcord out but it's uh yeah
0: (laughs) well I guess like the exoskeleton suit is supposed to help you like land right without still terrifying oh yeah
1: (laughs) especially if you never did it before
0: (laughs) but we get a really cool sequence of like before the well the plane explodes it gets hit by a blast yeah and then everyone ripcords out and then we get this really cool shot from like the air and they're all twirling and I'm like oh man what if they all get tangled up and then just die (laughs) they don't uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this is Tom Cruise's first run at this battle.
1: Right. Which I think he does okay, but he doesn't end up dying. Right. And, and, and he, yeah, like it's, he, it takes him a few people, watching a few people die before he even figures out how to get the safety off of his gun. Uh, he right. accidentally hits it into like a, a foreign language. So then like when this <laughs> mech's his little suits it's talking to him, he doesn't even know what it's saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. As he's going through the battlefield, he runs into Emily Blunt, who is the Angel of Versailles. Yeah, something like that. I keep thinking about Versailles, but I keep thinking about Crazy Rich Asian lady. <laughs> She's mm. like. like but something-
1: I thought that's what it was. Maybe. It, it could be something, but something it's
0: a. But she is like the angel of a European city that in which she had won the battle.
1: Yeah, and it was like the first big win we ever had against the aliens.
0: Right, against the mimics. The mimics, yeah. Um, uh, but as she's standing over on top of them, she gets hit by like a cannonball mm-hmm. or something, or like a plasma ball cannon. Yeah, <laughs> and and then she dies, which is. Kind of like, you know, if like she had been touted as this battle or battle angel, right. uh, for me, I would be like, oh, well, she just died.
1: <laughs> That's a bad omen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but he, he finally, he's trying to run away, but he runs into his uh, sergeant and he drags him to the crater that they're like trying to set up to surprise the mimics. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're all ambushed from underneath and... Tom Cruise kills an an alpha mimic. Right. With a claymore. And this is kind of like a really cool shot because when the claymore hits, it kind of goes into like this slow time motion. And you see the explosion. They pan all around him. And then we see all the blood disintegrate his body. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also cool because that was almost like it was a really good blend of practical and CG. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. But... Instead of dying, he wakes up to start the day
1: back on the pile of
0: uh, pile of baggages. Yep, or luggages for all the students or no yeah, for all the soldiers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, he went back to college, <laughs>
0: right? And so he goes. He he ends up going through the day like this one day multiple times until he's finally able to get to Emily Blunt,
1: right? Yeah, and and it, it takes him a couple times, and it's an interesting because it takes him a couple times to grasp that. That this day is repeating.
0: Yeah, that he's repeating. That this day will start over when whenever he would die. Yeah. And so when he finally gets to Emily Blunt, he's shooting at things and not even looking because he already knows where they're going to be. Right. And Emily Blunt knows. She has this look of amazement that's in her face. And if this is your first time watching it, she you feel like she's like, oh, man, this guy is just a hardened veteran. Right. Uh, but before they can get away from the junker plane, she's like, come find me when you wake up. Yeah. And then it explodes and he's like, oh, she knows Yeah. what's going on with me. And so, so then he
1: starts to team up with her. Right. And then there's another fun, like a fun couple shots of him trying to escape from his, like <laughs> his, his drill sergeant yeah. to, to be able to find her.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of one of the ones is like terrible. Like it sucks because he gets just ran over because he's overspinning.
1: <laughs> yeah, he tries to do this like the spin underneath the truck to to yeah. roll away, and he overcompensates, and the truck just <laughs> smashes him.
0: Which, like in my mind, dying this many times and remembering it, I'm it right. has to be traumatizing every time you die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when he finally gets to her. He tells her his situation, and then we find out that Emily Blunt actually used to have the same power.
1: And that's how she won the battle.
0: Right. Uh, But then she does explain that the hive mind, or whatever it's called, let her win. Right. Because at first she asked, have you started having visions? And he's like, nah. <laughs> uh, but like, Emily Blunt has a partner who who used to be a physicist, but now he's just a engine, like a mechanic.
1: Right. He he and he got busted down because his he had these grandiose ideas of of the aliens, mm-hmm. and everybody thought he was crazy. And then it turns out that they were correct, but
0: no one. Yeah, they, I mean, he
1: can never prove it in one day, and that's how long he has. Yeah, that
0: this person is repeating. And so, in my mind, though, it's like, how far-fetched is it? There's already aliens on the fucking Earth. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Um, And so, they, they start to form this escape plan of trying to find this Hive Lord. Because Tom Cruise, at some point, after all the training that he's been doing with Emily Blunt, and all that stuff. He he starts to have visions. Yep. And uh, well, well, funny thing about this though is, like, during training, he's like, "Is there any way I could just like transfer it to you?" And Emily <laughs> Blunt's like, "We've already tried having sex." And then Tom Cruise is like, "What?
1: <laughs> did did we try enough times?" <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, and it turns out that she got injured and then had like a blood transfusion because yeah. she didn't die. So it ended up not repeating. Yeah. And then the dra- the blood transfusion removed enough of
0: the alien blood the alien
1: nanobites or whatever yeah. from her that she was no longer
0: able to, able repeat, to the repeat the and day. And so like he the physicist does explain that um that because because this happened, the alpha. So the whole system is like the alphas are the nervous system of this hive
1: lord or something like that. Yeah. So like, like the, well, the omega is like the. There you go. Omega is yeah. the like the brain and the nerve center, and it's almost like a each each one of the mimics is like a a cell or an appendage. Yeah. Um. So if they destroy the the omega, then that that'll. That will knock everything out. Yeah. Um, that the alphas, they have this built in kind of ability, ability to, to time travel if they die and if they get killed, it repeats. But then the Omega remembers what happened that previous 24 hours and can learn from it. And if you see the future, exactly what they're doing. If you see the future enough times, you can avoid the problems in it. Yeah.
0: And so I guess the 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 alpha that Tom Cruise has killed was the one that like sets back the time. Yeah. Or something like that. And um <laughs> And so uh yeah, they they finally do they start to get out of the battle. You know, like they've died. Emily Blunt has died so many times. And at this point it starts to wear on Tom Cruise. Right. Because I think for him he doesn't mind dying. But it's it's watching someone that you start to gradually know over time,
1: right? And it's it's everybody. It's even like his drill sergeant, who's a douchebag, yeah. Um, and like his the, the J crew, the, yeah, and, the J squad, oh, J squad. Um, like you see them for enough days in a row. You you become fond or you become attached to them, and then watching them just continuously die Over. has got to take a huge toll on you mentally.
0: Exactly, and for someone who, and especially for Emily Blunt, who's at this point he's spent maybe a year with. I, right, I don't know how many times they've died. I wish there was like a little counter. I, right, right. <laughs> um, you know he's he's exhausted. You know, uh, you know, and then so we we get to a point where they do finally escape the beach battle um, and they try to get to this point where they can get to the dam where the Omega is hidden. Right. And and they take a break in this farmhouse where they find a helicopter. And and so Emily Blunt is like, let's take the helicopter. It'll be the fastest way out there. Tom Cruise is like, no, it's going to be more dangerous. I don't know how to fly this thing. Emily is like, well, you're going to learn. And so they but they do take a break because Emily's been injured. Yeah. And he's made coffee and she's like, Where did you find coffee here? But he's making it and he's like, Oh, you want sugar? Oh, I'm sorry, you want three And so Emily Blunt has become she becomes suspicious.
1: And it's when she realizes that they had been there before where where Tom Cruise had been playing that, that this was the farthest they've ever gotten. Yeah.
0: And Emily Blunt's like, No, we have to finish this. This is you know and then, she, of course, she ends up dying again. Right. And at this point, she she's like she tells him her her real middle name, which was Rose, and not Heather, or something uh, b- like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so when the day repeats again, he opts not to, right. confront em- Emily Blunt. Yes. And then he does end up getting to the dam where the Omega had visions of. Where the omega was going to be, right? But when he gets there, he runs into an alpha.
1: Yep, and it it is it, it's a set up trap that so the alpha can capture him and mm. not let him die. Yeah, so yeah. that way the day doesn't repeat, and yeah. they and they won't lose that battle. Yeah, I forgot how did he kill himself in that? I, I think he, I he ends up drowning because he he hides underneath, and then it uh, the omega like. Or the alpha yeah. smashes down the like entrance for yeah. him to get out and he like blows the water pipe and it fills up with water and he drowns.
0: Oh okay. See that's how you kill Wolverine people. <laughs> uh but yeah, so the end of the day ends up resetting again. He goes to Emily Blunt and tells him that the the whole thing is a trap. Right. Just like in Versailles, that was also a trap. This is this was a trap for me to not have me die, yeah, for the whole day, yeah, or something like that. And so uh, th- there's this device that the, the 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 physicist had made, but he doesn't have enough power to do it. And they also need a live alpha to to make it work. Yeah, and so they end up going all the way to they they end up going all the way back to London to see the general. And Tom Cruise has gone through probably this day for like a whole month because <laughs> he knows the sequence of how everyone is moving
1: uh, right as and you're walking he's walking through he's like, okay, we gotta go take duck into this corridor uh, avo- avoid the guy with the orange armband or the, yeah. because he recognizes you yeah.
0: um. <laughs> and so and, and even when he gets into the general's office he's like, Oh, your name is Iris, your birthday is this, you're from here. Uh, your brother's all the way in Australia, which is a bitch move. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, and so the general ends up giving him the power device to power the device that the physicist had made. But then he calls like well, the, uh, the French <clears throat> or the year the the British police or whatever. <clears throat> right. Which, I mean, it just... They had berets, so I'm just assuming French. (laughs) Maybe they're green berets, I don't know. Could be,
1: with red berets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But, so, as they're trying to make their escape, Tom Cruise hooks onto the the device. Yep. And it's kind of freaky, because you see his eyes go all black. Uh, But he finally gets the vision, the real vision, or the real... He finally gets linked up to the real Omega... And where it's at, and it's in Paris. Right, near the Louvre. right Or underneath it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I guess at this point, Paris has already been taking, taken. Taken over by the aliens, yep. Taken over by the aliens. Uh, but before, b- before they can make their escape, one of the exoskeleton soldiers smashes into the car, and now there had been a transfusion of blood for Tom Cruise. Yep. So now he knows that he no longer has... That
1: this is truly the last day
0: yeah <laughs> which is kind of terrifying because you know up to this point he's had unlimited
1: tries yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah he did the left right left right up down yeah. up down a b a b start
0: <laughs> you know and now he doesn't have the game shark to reset <laughs> the day but him and emily Bunt end up going back to the base and he 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 is able to convince his squad that that I had this power.
1: Right, because now he knows them all so well, and it's his, him showing up for the very first time to see them and being able to tell them all
0: these <clears throat> intimate details of their life. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't want to follow you into battle. I don't know who you are. And then this is where Emily Blunt comes in because she has already established her battle prowess. Yeah,
1: and everybody wants to follow her into battle.
0: Yeah, the full metal bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's also as far as you get, because if you say it in front of her, she kicks you in the balls or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but so they all get convinced. At this point, they're like convinced like this is the this is the way the only way that we're going to stop this war. Yeah, uh, because if, you know, if we're just going into a trap, it's going to be a slaughter and we have no chance. Yeah. But if we all go here, a good chunk of us might not make it, but we'll be able to stop millions of people from dying.
1: Right. Right, yeah, and and you can you can see that the the way that Tom crew, the number of times they repeated the early battles that Tom can't save Emily Blunt and the J,
0: the J squad, the J squad. It's yeah. it's
1: one or the other. It's either everybody from the J squad dies and he saves Emily Blunt, or he saves them and can't save Emily.
0: Yeah, and at this point, he's. I feel like he's already grown attached to just every everyone that's been around him. Uh, right. You know, because if you spend more than a year with somebody,
1: <laughs> right? Then,
0: yeah, it, and it would, and you have
1: to assume that it's it's like that because, like she says, that she had it for three hundred and sixty days or something yeah. like that. Um, That's
0: how many times she had repeated that day. Yeah, which I also would think would drive me mad. <laughs> uh, but so they end up gearing up, getting to the Louvre. I think two of the people die from the plane.
1: Because they get shot down, right? And I think because it. I mean, you're going even though it's enemy enemy controlled territory, and mm. there's not really an easy way for the Americans or the humans to get in there. Uh, they're still, you know, it's not heavily heavily guarded, but there's still guards there. Yeah, uh, there's still mimics all over the place.
0: Well, I think like especially for like this sort of hive type of system they would they would have mimics around right the omega uh but they do end up getting another plane and they're like we don't need this to fly we just need this to get us there fast yeah and so uh before they take off the only people that are left are tom cruise emily blunt and ford who is banning the machine gun yeah two of the other j squad members decide to stay behind and buy them time next to this huge gas tank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: they're yeah. like, if we can draw them over to the gas tank and then blow the gas tank, at least we're taking up the front line.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's always, you know, it's it's a war movie, so there's always going to be sacrifices. It's it's unfortunate that we didn't get more time with the J crew or the J squad yeah. to care more for the, this death. Uh, but as they're flying through, uh, Ford, who's manning the machine gun, gets ripped out. And Tom Cruise is just, like, murking all of these <laughs> mimics all around them until they crash into the Louvre. Uh, Tom Cruise tells Emily Blunt, I'm going to go distract them and you blow up blow up the Omega. Right. But at this point, um, Tom Cruise is way more injured than Emily Blunt because she got to seatbelt up. Yeah. <laughs> the importance of a seatbelt, guys. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Tom Cruise watches Emily Blunt die from an alpha. Yep. And he jumps into the water where like the omega is staying, and he pulls all the pins uh, before the alpha can spe- catch him. Basically. Yeah, catch him, spear him through the chest. And then like it's funny because he had to like turn around and then show all the pins. Like the alpha knows what that means, I guess. At this point, <laughs> well, I guess at this point they've been fighting the humans enough that he knows what the pins are. Uh, right, but <laughs> it's just funny if you think about it. Like I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, and he ends up blowing the, the hive mind the the bombs go into the brain of the hive or the omega and then it blows up and then this weird liquid starts to engulf Tom Cruise. Yep. And I don't
1: know they I don't think they ever explain what it is. I they don't, but it is it is one of the alphas, and that's how he originally got well, the no, I don't think it's from the Alpha, I think it's from the Omega brain. Oh, or maybe yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Either way, uh, but before it could fully engulf him, he wakes up at the start of the film. Uh, right. With the news feed saying, "We don't know what's going on, but all these all the mimics
1: are starting to die. <laughs> there was a massive power surge in in, in, uh, uh, Paris. in, in Paris and in, now all the the
0: mimics are are just dying off." And then so he goes back. He goes to the base that he was at. He sees the J Squad doing their running where he was supposed to tell the Sarge to grab this. Yep.
1: He he's in his officer uniform, still yep. all decked out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes to find Emily Blunt, who is at the training center, where the well, she's past the line where you're supposed to be, but she's doing like she's doing a, a upward dog, yoga
1: <laughs> position. <laughs> a position you see her do often because mm, every time it's very nice. He goes in there. She's
0: John Krasinski is a very lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the moment she uh, the moment Tom Cruise walks up to her in his like officer uniform where he's a major. She still greets him
1: like what Wait, are you what, looking at? What do I got something on my face?
0: <laughs> and then the movie just ends right there. Yeah. Which is like a fun a very fun sort of just a fun way for them to end it. Because and it's also unfair if you think about it, because I know at this point Tom Cruise has romantic feelings for Emily Blunt. Oh, so much. But now he also has all this like knowledge, like stalker knowledge <laughs> But the movie ends right there. Credits roll. <laughs> Kobe, what are what are some notable parts or your favorite parts of this movie? Uh,
1: this movie was was so good i like this gonna sound so dumb but like i always want to not like tom cruise i always <laughs> think i'm not gonna see this movie because to- tom cruise he, no i don't like him and then every tom <laughs> cruise movie i see i'm like he is so good he was like the perfect person for this how do i not like him and then the next movie comes out and i'm like oh i'm not seeing that and tom cruise is in it i I don't so, know what it is, but, um, <laughs> like, there was weirdly such good chemistry between between him and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they just worked so well together. Um, that was, you know, just e- watching them start off, like, not trusting each other and then, like, developing this relationship where is certainly, like you said, much more intimate for him where she is, like, meeting him for the first, first time, time every single day. It's a
0: very Drew Barrymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 50 <Yeah. burst> <laughs> totally. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like, so, You like, you really feel for, for, for Tom for, like, that. Yeah. That, like, because there's uh, so many times where you're like, oh, here comes the kiss moment. And then it's like, oh, wait, but. She really just met him. Yeah. So, nope, that's, it's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I know. Even, like, the moments where she's, de- like, she's dying. And she knows the situation. So, she must know, like, they've spent so much time together. Right. He doesn't cross that line. Because for her, even though she knows, he knows, it's, like, their first time meeting. Yeah. Right? Oh uh, Yeah. why? <sighs> so, wait. Why do you not like Tom Cruise? I don't,
1: I can, I don't know why. And I've... N- I've always not liked him ever. Like, I was like the only kid in my high school who didn't go see Top Gun. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> and every Tom Cruise movie I see at the end, I'm like, this was great and he was fantastic. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. But then the next movie comes, I'm like, I'm not going to see that. I hate him. So I, I think I don't what, know what it is. So,
0: yeah, but like, the thing about Tom Cruise is like, no matter. How eccentric he is For being a Scientologist I don't know what goes Behind closed doors But man as far as like an Actor or for a person Of his like that Practices his craft I feel like he is like the top Like tier List even still Even still because he still He will put in the work to do his Own stunts to do his Everything right and like a
1: so much respect for him for for doing that kind of stuff and the scientology thing that's whatever to me that's that's your personal life yeah whatever i don't care what religion you are i if you if you make it happen on screen i don't and he
0: does every single time yeah (laughs) i like as far as i can remember besides like even like when he was on The Outsiders and Risky Business and Top Gun. I didn't want to watch Top Gun because I knew it was going to be a sausage fest. Just <laughs> <laughs> come on. Like there's no reason for that volleyball <laughs> scene to be in there. <laughs> but he s- delivers so well.
1: Always. Yeah. Every time.
0: Every time. Like I-, I feel like every time I watch a Tom Cruise movie, I know I'm not going to be bored. Right you know even with like even with the the plot of Mission Impossible being super hard to follow at 12 it was like that 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 drop down scene with the lasers is still like one of the most iconic Tom Cruise <laughs> moments i can remember <laughs> yeah and like 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 you said like his chemistry with emily blunt superb it was like way fun uh just because of the relationship that they would have going into the day and in even like, or or when they first meet, oh, yeah, it's it's comedic every time. Like, at first, you think, Oh, it's gonna get more, it's the same thing, but it's funny, especially the times where, like, yeah, where, where Emily Blunt has to kill him each time because he's <laughs> like, he has a broken leg or a dislocated <laughs> yep, shoulder. Oh, we gotta restart,
1: we're just resetting. <laughs> He says, no no no, no, it's not broken. It's not broken. I, I can get up. She's like, no, it's broken. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny
0: too, because at some points he's like, no, 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 oh, fine, just do it. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm just there's still soldiers at that range and they see her like shoot this guy. Right. oh uh, yeah, so that's like where the dark comedy portion of it comes in. Uh there I you know, I know we didn't get enough of the J Squad, and I think it's because they wanted to built set this relationship in stone for the audience
1: right yeah cause it was such an important part and I'm like if it was if this was like a uh, like a Netflix series and they had 10 episodes or something yeah I could see them doing a whole lot more with, with the J squad and you know kind of filling some of that that stuff in where you know there's only so much you can do
0: in a two hour movie
1: repeating
0: the same, the same thing
1: 360 days or whatever it is yeah um
0: I think this would have done a lot better, as far as like popularity wise, if it was a series.
1: I, right.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if you can get Tom Cruise to sign a ten-hour series. That's that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it would be really and, fun to see him. Uh, and it's like
1: it ends like. I mean, it ends in like. Ah, I almost didn't want it to end like it ended. I, yeah. I could have had him die killing the Omega yeah and then like then like as the credits start to roll you have like the news in the background being like you know playing from the day before on how like this power surge and stuff yeah, and and it just you know it's like so none of the the war actually happened
0: oh, or like that
1: that last day yeah Um, and like play it that way and then just and then you could have her survive because she didn't go to to battle Mm -hmm. um, and then not have Tom and not have that weird what's gonna what's gonna happen little relationship thing at the end (laughs) well I feel (laughs) Um, but but I I don't mind I don't mind like like, it worked Uh,
0: yeah no like that that does sound good where like the credits start to roll after the after he gets swallowed up by the alien blood or something like that yeah and then have the credits to one side and then have it where like he just wakes up and then we have maybe, like, an extra, like, five minutes during the credits to, like, resolve some things. Yeah. But either way, I think it would have been fine, like, if if the movie had ended where the war was done after he kills the Omega. And then he becomes, like, just, like, a decorated, like, hero. Like, him and J-Squad in the battle, or the full metal. Right. That would have been fine, too. I think there's, like, a couple ways where they could have ended this. And I think the only reason they didn't go for more of a sort of gloomy where like Tom Cruise does die. Emily Blunt does die. It's because it's America.
1: That's true. That's true. You know? And and they could have done it where like, like he woke up, but he wasn't because now he wouldn't have been there because now he's in the past again. Mm -hmm. And so then like the decoration to the J squad minus him. Yeah. Because they all were dead, so they wouldn't have been able to tell the story. But they would have found their bodies as these weird rogue defectors yeah. who, who, you know, flew to Paris and stopped killed the Omega. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> at, at that point the government totally had no idea that the Omega had set up its base there. Uh,
1: right, because the 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 one person who tried to inform them, they were just like, "Nope, you're nope. crazy." <laughs>
0: Oh uh, yeah, there's also like uh the fight sequences in this film I think are amazing. Uh especially the the better that Tom Cruise had gotten. Yeah. Like when he went to go save the J squad, he was running around that trench very almost it's almost like a video game like.
1: Uh, right. And <laughs> and that was super impressive progression. I don't know who who if you get like the director or if you get the uh you know the Stunt coordinator, or mm. who, but that progression from Tom Cruise being this I have never been to battle to by the end of the movie, he is like ace pilot, you know, he's maverick, he, he is maverick, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, and I, I, it's always nice to see Tom Cruise when he's not being a badass, like you know, because there's so many films where he's like super badass, like Jack Reacher, Mission Impossible. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, like Top Gun, you know. Uh, but in the, the beginning of this film, it's much more comedic because in your mind, you've seen Tom Cruise in so much action roles that when you see him sort of be a coward, it's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he
0: like he sells it. Like even like even so, the scene where he tries to blackmail the the general, he he he's doing it, but he's very hesitant. Like, yes, he's very,
1: very nervous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so I think it'd be nice. Like, I mean, it'd be nice to see Tom Cruise in more roles where he's not always being a badass.
1: I, yeah.
0: But I guess it's for him. I think it's it's good because, you know, he's probably just trying to get as much miles from his body I, as, as possible. Right. Right. Because I sh- can't keep doing all those stunts
1: forever. I, yeah. yeah. Well, that was this was six, six years ago.
0: Yeah. Six years ago.
1: And Tom Cruise is, is like, he's he's, like he's in his 50s. he's older than me. <laughs> so that's old. I couldn't do these things.
0: <laughs> well, I mean you could, but I'd probably <laughs> hurt and then we had to stop the movie for a year.
1: <laughs> we have to CG a lot of this. Yeah, so so <laughs>
0: uh another question, like before we get to like our review our, our review for the film. After after Tom Cruise is done doing action films. What kind of films could you see him doing after?
1: Um I don't know. I've seen him do do stuff that wasn't action. Like mm. what he was like, Born on the 4th of July and that was the Oh yeah. The movie about the veterans and he was in the 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 movie that he met uh Nicole Kidman in.
0: Oh, Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, oh no, that's uh, no they already married. Irish
1: one it was about, like the Irish immigrants.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, but yeah Like I've seen him do stuff He, he does He does He's got a sense of humor uh, Because he's in the uh the, Oh man The one Oh Daddy. Tropic Thunder Yep <laughs> <laughs> And like I didn't even realize That was who he was He's the The bald
0: The bald fat <laughs> Like uh producer Or what's yeah. called Head of the company Yeah so I think It'd be good Like he He's still so talented that he can go in any other direction and i would watch that film right it could be like a psychological thriller i think that's like the next one i think down from action full action movies yep
1: i could totally see him
0: you know he could be like in family comedies which i don't know for some people they like see like family comedies as like oh he's 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 towards the end you know. Oh, Dennis Quaid is in that movie with 12 kids. Jesus, what a nightmare, <laughs> first of all.
1: Uh, but like like he could almost d- be uh, like a few good men.
0: Oh, like a d- political drama?
1: Like that kind of thing. I could see him taking over that part of Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Um, and then having like whatever new young
0: young talent.
1: Talent be the other side because now he would almost be old enough to be that season general. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, yeah, but I I feel like, um, I was, I was like, I was disappointed that this movie didn't do as good as its, it's for its pedigree of like for its storytelling. It's, it's awesome. The movie never feels like it's lagging or boring. Never. You know, but then there's breaths of like moments where they, for, they have comedy in it, which is like a nice break from the intensity of this film and the subject matter of like war battle and all the, and all those things. And I think Tom Cruise is so good at selling those
1: parts. So I, I had to look it up. I was like, wh- cause like I said, I was like, wh- why was this not one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer? Yep. And then I look it up and I'm like, it went up against transformers, <sighs> the hobbit, <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Hunger Games, X Men Days of Future Past, Captain America Winter Soldier, Oh, there you go. Planet of the Apes, and Spider Man two.
0: Wait, Spider Man the Amazing Spider Man? The Amazing Spider Man Two. With uh with the oh, I, forgot, I forgot his name.
1: That would have been the second
0: so, the, after Tom Holland, yeah. after before Tom Holland and after Toby. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm so uh, Andrew man. Garfield.
0: Andrew Garfield, there you go. Uh so it was a pretty stacked summer. Yeah. I mean and then
1: it came out the same weekend as Maleficent. Uh Disney. And Maleficent was very well marketed. And, I've never seen it. And that movie just uh, like dominated dominated for female I guess for Villain. female and young audience. Um that movie just was just unstoppable.
0: Uh, okay, so do you think this would have done better if had had released after summer? I um, maybe. Yeah, because I mean, relatively at that time, like Guardians of the Galaxy was a gamble for people. Like, who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Right.
1: Chris and, Pratt, and that's that was that was really pre-summer because mm. Marvel always does their like in July their big release. Um, a, um May 5th. Oh, okay. Or that first weekend in May? Yeah. Uh before summer. I I know that cuz comic store and they it always co- <laughs> corresponded with uh Free Comic Book Day, which was always the first first Saturday, Saturday in May. May. Um so that was and that's kind of the start of that blockbuster season and yeah. then it that was a gangbusters packed summer of movies.
0: Yeah. I think this movie if if they had pushed it to like maybe the like Last week of August. I know like a lot of states are going back to school. But I think it would have done better. Because then like maybe the hype of like Guardians had went down. Because people were raving when they like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is so funny. Right. Which it is. It's a good movie. Yep. I like the soundtrack is what made that movie for me. Um, you know, there's like people who are diehard Lord of the Rings fans who like the Hobbit hype would have went down. I just think it was probably bad timing for this movie to come out and,
1: and there was another movie that came out that summer which also like ended up becoming huge but didn't have a great opening um, weekend. Yeah, was uh, John Wick oh but it's
0: Keanu Reeves I know but
1: like I, I, there was another one I didn't even hear about that till it was already oh, on like yeah. tape and people were like you gotta rent John Wick mm-hmm. and I was like I never even heard of this
0: yeah, I remember watching
1: it, and I was like, Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I remember watching John Wick and I was like, Why is no one talking about this film? Because right. no one at that time, no one was throwing respect on Keanu Reeves' name. He had taken a break from like big movies. He'd been doing a lot of indie films. Yep. Like from this point, like from from The Matrix to, to twenty fourteen, he wasn't I mean, he made so much money from the Matrix. He didn't he doesn't even have to work. You know? But when he came with John Wick, I saw I remember I I because I'm a nerd, I like to watch trailers on YouTube. So I was watching, I was like, oh, that looks good. And then when I watched it, it was just a like huge callback to like 80s and 90s action films with a more realistic like somewhat realistic. You know, I mean it's still like it's a one-man army type of deal, but yeah. It was good. Oh so yeah but like man Transformers I'm not really a huge fan of the Michael Bay Transformer movies but so. that but that younger audience yeah
1: audience that would have definitely enjoyed this yeah that like late high school college that and that definitely like, Transformers stole them man. from this movie and that they, that would have been like their key demographic
0: yeah I think this movie uh, as far as like for our target audiences go, I would probably say like mid twenties is like mid twenties to like forties, because <clears throat> this is I feel a more mature sci fi film,
1: right? And then with with Tom Cruise, he's not he's not the he's the not teen that. hot heartthrob, but he is still that like like the that thirty something, yeah. Uh, I mean, twenty from 25
0: to, like, on, girls will still be like, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise, he's he's so handsome. Right. Even, like, into his 50s, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think it was just probably a bad time, bad marketing that had happened to this film. Uh, and I feel like this film deserves a lot more recognition. Oh, totally. For... For I mean, even even though it's coming from a manga, it, it's not like a rehash of it's not a reboot of anything major. This is pretty much if if we didn't have the internet and all that stuff, we would have like no one would ever have known about the manga and this would have been like a nice callback to, just just, just to, like original ish type of movies. Yeah. Because, you know, nowadays everything's a reboot, a rehash Yeah and okay. this one I mean, like I remember a couple years ago, they they tried to take another shot in the dark with Valerian.
1: Oh, right.
0: Which that that in itself is ambitious. If you've ever seen the manga, to do I, it and on I really, film, I,
1: I really wanted to like that movie, and it just
0: it was poor casting. I, I think that's I, what I, it was. I agree, and and the the dialogue. But for this film, I think it was it wasn't too ambitious to do like in two hours right because the premise is pretty simple with sci-fi twists you have aliens in it and it was good it was just really good i think i think people should give it a chance
1: absolutely yeah if you haven't seen this and you're a sci-fi fan that you you gotta
0: you gotta watch oh so we're gonna go to our reviews if you guys have never been a an a a listener an audience member uh (laughs) We do our re- reviews in four sections, which is going to be stream it, DVD it, Blu-ray it, and Ultimate Box Collection. Now, we we hardly do Ultimate Box Collection because <laughs> uh, we really don't do trilogies or anything like this. But we, we want to set up a scenario for what an Ultimate Box Collection can be. Exactly. So, uh, in the Ultimate Box Collection of this film, it'll be a Groundhog's Day themed with <laughs> Groundhog's Day... Edge of Tomorrow and Happy Death Day. <laughs> and the box is going to be a, sil- uh, a cylinder and on top it's going to be a little bit of grass and then a, a gopher or groundhog hole. <laughs> and then when you press the button a groundhog pops up and in its in its belly is a is DVDs. <laughs> but realistically we- we- we're we probably going to do Blu-ray, DVD or stream it. So Kobe, where are you at?
1: I am definitely Blu ray on this. I, I now, it's been a while since I've seen it and like watching it. This is just such a good movie. Of course, I just watched it, so I love Tom Cruise right now. <laughs> Three weeks from now, when I'm like, should I buy this? I'll be like, eh, a DVD because I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this was, this was, this was fantastic. And there's the amount of sci-fi sci fi and, stuff that went into this i can't imagine that there's not some cool gimmies on the uh on a blu-ray right like this is some extras some cutscenes, uh you know some just
0: some some background alternate
1: ending something you know it would oh, be man. be super interesting even just to watch like some uh some uh director commentary
0: right yeah i'm probably on the same boat like as i was watching this i was like
1: how do i not have this on
0: blu-ray yet <laughs> uh <laughs> Because it'd probably it'd probably have a lot of like tidbits about like the manga, like the original story too, to like just go through it, uh, how how they changed it and all that <clears throat> stuff. And, yeah, that
1: would be super interesting to see. Yeah, and what I watched kind of this, changes there were,
0: and I watched this through my Direct TV stream, and that's that's kind of shitty. <laughs> Sorry, Direct TV, you guys should fix your streaming for people who have
1: Direct TV, who are paying for satellites still. Uh, And this does occasionally get shown on the sci-fi channel. So if you, if you, worst comes to worst, you could wait for that. Um, And then uh, sci-fi has got their, their app and you can watch sci-fi movies minus the commercials through their sci-fi app. Oh, so that's actually how I watch that. And it's swearing and everything in it. Oh, (laughs) I should have just done that. Thanks a
0: lot. Direct TV for not making my life easier by making it easier. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're coming to the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please stay tuned for next week. Uh, If you guys have any uh, comments or anything like that, all of our contact information is on the show notes down below on our email or our Twitter You could hit us up through there. Uh, Please leave a review or a like or anything on any streaming services that you use.
1: Yeah, if you got a if you got a specific movie you want us to watch, let us know. If you got a theme that you think that we could tackle, let us know on that.
0: Yeah, and like and even if you just you know, I I've been looking at the stats, and uh, you know, I just want to hear from the people that are listening to us. Even if you want to tell us you suck, which is not a nice thing to say, (laughs) but. It'd be nice to hear from the audience. That'd be really cool.
1: That's true. Anybody knows the Totino's Pizza people? Uh, <laughs> let them know we're looking for a sponsor because Totino's Pizza rolls are the ideal uh, movie, movie snack. watching snack. I, I think I think movie theaters should start selling it instead of popcorn.
0: <laughs>
1: Just a bucket of Totino's <laughs> pizza rolls. <laughs>
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, My name is Barry. And this is Colby, And this is Who Watches This. If you guys want to know who does our theme music, it is Lee Rosevere. It's called Arcade Montage from the Music for Podcast 3 album. And her band is down below.
1: Thank you.